Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another episode here on GEMS Podcast. I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Latia Parker. And here's a bit about our guest. She is the founder and executive director of the Curtis P. Browner Foundation Incorporated, an organization that provides resources to support the oncology community. She is also the owner of the Oncology Spa by CPC a wellness facility that provides cancer patients with comforting therapeutic services such as massages and facials. In addition, she is the proud author of Coming Out, The Valley is No Longer an Option. Miss Parker is an, except, is an exceptional, experienced, and knowledgeable financial analyst who served on a nonprofit financial board performing several accounting functions and managing the organization funds. She also worked as a financial analyst for the Department of Defense Agency, managing funds for several government programs, providing budgetary guidance financial policies and procedures, and maintaining and analyzing budget reports. She received her college degree in accounting and business management and had desires to becoming a certified public accountant. However, her focus changed in 2020 after the passing of her father from pancreatic cancer. She helped care for him from the time of his diagnosis and understands firsthand the great and comprehensive burden cancer can bear. Latia was compelled to help other families that have been impacted by the disease. As a result, the Curtis P. Crowner Foundation Incorporated and the Oncology Spa by CPC was born. And today we're gonna get into the impacts of cancer as well as supporting the oncology community as a whole. So without further ado, please welcome Latia Parker to GEMS Podcast. Thank you, thank you for having me. My pleasure and first off, I wanna say my condolences to you for losing your father in 2020. I also lost my father in 2020 as well in November. So I completely understand what it's like to lose a dad and most importantly, a loved one. Um, but before we- the same month. <laughs> Seriously, when did your dad pass? He passed November 22nd. My dad passed November 25th. So the day before Thanksgiving. Wow. Wow. Ooh. And was it for the same reason or was it something, a different illness? A different illness. And oh. my, yeah, my, my dad's own contributed to medical negligence. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, sorry to hear that. <laughs> my condolences. Thank you. Thank you. So, oh my gosh, it's definitely like a coincidence yeah. there. Um, but I definitely want to, on a lighter note, really get to connect with you personally. So I want you to share a fun and interesting fact about yourself as a way of an icebreaker. And I know the <laughs> audience always likes this because they're like, what? Fun fact. So, um, hmm. 
I am married. I have four children. Well, I have three, birth three, and then I have a bonus child. Um, a fun fact, I just, I don't know. Like, I just enjoy, hmm. I am a youth pastor at my church. Um, and I really don't have a fun fact. <laughs> um, I just, I like to sleep. <laughs> I know that. But, <laughs> but as far as like anything else, I I don't really have a fun fact. That's weird. What about an interesting fact about you? Something that maybe your followers don't know about you and they're like, what? Latia, I would never have a guess that. I will say a fun fact is like I um I was vegan for like since I was a vegan for like two years. So I would say that um not really fun, but I like to shop. Um that's really it. Something interesting about me. Um I, I can't think of anything. <laughs> No worries, no worries. But thank you for sharing. Anything that's really interesting. I don't know. I'm sure after we get off the recording, you'll probably think of something, and yeah. then you can just send yeah. it to me. So we learned we learned cool things. Though you were yeah. a vegan for a few years, so you yeah. said no to animal um, products. Yes. And a youth pastor. So that's yeah. amazing because you're stewarding the younger generation, yeah. just giving them that positive outlook, and then. You're a mother of four, three plus the bonus. Yes, yes. yes. So, and then we also know that you really uh, loved your dad and you wanted mm -hmm. to commemorate his memory as well as continue his legacy yes. thereafter, which led you to forming the foundation. So I want to talk about you transitioning to the formation of your um, foundation in mm -hmm. honor of your father and just really helping other people who are dealing with pancreatic cancer or cancer mm -hmm. as a whole in the community because sometimes I feel like in the African-American community there's not a lot of us who do advocate um, yeah. for the patients or their loved ones and they think that what the doctors say is the end all be all mm -hmm. when in actuality uh, having a relationship with your physician should be a partnership where they're suggesting certain things, but then you're the one who has to take the medications. You're the one that feels what's going on in your body yeah. and they should be open and receptive to listening to what you're saying and have that 360 feedback <laughs> and dialogue. Yeah, I think one of, um, that is true. Um, but what in, in my situation, it was a little different um, because my dad was diagnosed in June of 2020. So he all, he lived like five months with the diagnosis before he passed away. So it was a little different. Like we didn't really have the time, um, like a lot of people to process the, you know, the reality um, or to make certain decisions. Like most of our decisions were quick decisions. Um, but one of the things that I would, I, I since being around my dad and, and going through that with him, one of the things that I want people to understand is that, you know, go into your checkups often and, 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 and when you have pain in your body, it's, it's a sign of something's wrong, right? So you can't just, you know, um, just ignore 
that. And I think that's what, what that was one of the things that happened to my dad is that, you know, he was having his back pain and, you know, most men, they just, you know, they go through certain pains and I'm like, oh, it'll go away. But, you know, I'll pick the pain that goes, what we feel. Then if it's not, if it's pain, then it's our body telling us that something is wrong and just to get checked out. Um, but the reason why I focus on, um, you know, starting a foundation um, to help the oncology community is because one of the things that I, I realized and understood as when I was taking care of my dad was that most people don't have the support that they need, the resources that they need to be able to um, take care of themselves or not even that, just be able to step away from work um, and say, okay, I'm going to take this time also that I can take care of my body. Now, one of the things that with my dad, fortunate enough, he was able to have that support. I'm one of eight children. So all of us was able to step in, you know, being able to support my mom and allow her to continue to work. And whenever we, you know, most of the time I was there, I was his one of his caregivers and but the rest of us you know the rest of them they were able to you know provide funds or whatever to help and pay you know whatever bills so my dad can stay off i'm um, you know you know be out of work for a long period of time um and then during that time you know he started declining so he just had to stay out of work period um and then what he was receiving from disability wasn't enough so but one of the things that i understood or i noticed is that you know, us as African-Americans or even just anybody, we don't really have the resources. And um, even for the, I would say the disadvantaged community don't have the resources to be able to do those things. Don't have the resources to be able to, um, you know, eat the foods that we need to eat to be able to stay healthy. It all, you know, a lot of it comes stems from that you know, not being able to have what we need in the disadvantaged community or in the community period to be able to um, live a healthy life, Some, a lot of us. So that I wanted to, even like for caregivers, you know, they don't even have the, the um, resources to be able to go and speak to somebody about what they're going through. Being a caregiver is not easy, you know, and even other, even if you're not a caregiver, just, you know, being in that journey, going through that, situation there there are not resources to be able to go to somebody and say i need to sit down with somebody and talk to somebody because i can't deal with this so how do you go through this what how do you do how do you take care of someone that is sick like this i've never done it before so that's what where the cpc foundation comes in where we'll be able to provide psychotherapy services where we're able to provide um you know financial services to help pay people you know help with their utility bills or help pay the rent um be able to get, provide things you know cleaning services be able to come to your house and clean your services because being a caregiver you don't have your focus so much on your loved one that you don't even have the time to even clean your house so this is where the cpc foundation comes in um in addition to that you know just opening up the oncology spa you know i was giving my dad massages while he was going through the pain and knowing that it brought some type of comfort to him so i decided you know you know they go through so much mentally and physically that they just need a space where or you know a space where they can feel some type of comfort and get some type of relief from the pain because you know cancer itself can have a, a, a crazy a negative impact on your body physically mentally 
healthy. Um, so just knowing that massages and facials and feeling good about yourself and feeling the love and just feeling the touch, you know, so it's, it's, yeah. So that's where the oncology spa and the CPC foundation, that's where it, it comes in. Wow. And I'm so sorry that y'all only have five months and everything just moves so fast, but I'm, yeah. I'm glad to hear that out of, you know, you dealing with what you had to deal with being a caregiver on top of being a daughter and just separating the two, but then yeah. also, you know, looking at ways that you could, you know, share how the test in your life became a testimony and a testament to help others yeah. as a vehicle and a conduit doing is just so profound because sometimes people go through these, um, situations and they feel why is me but why not you if you weren't strong and equipped to handle it then you know maybe it wouldn't have happened to you but who knows like no one knows what the future holds and no one knows any of the predictions but the fact that cpc um, foundation was formed and the oncology spa because people fail to realize that people who are going through um, cancer, they may not necessarily know how to talk to you about it because you're not a cancer patient. You're not yeah. enduring what they're enduring. But by the fact that, you know, oncology spa is giving them a place to recharge, refuel and mm -hmm. rejuvenate by, yeah. you know, helping them relax, focus on their mental clarity and physically feel good or have some form mm -hmm. of comfort that takes them out of, you know, being poked and probed and, you know, given all this medication. Mm -hmm. And then just really it's spiritually when you feel good, you know, it also helps your spiritual alignment, not just um, mentally and physically, but that spiritual component. And then another thing people fail to realize is emotionally, what is their mental state while they're going yeah. through their trials and tribulations? How do they feel? Are you talking to them? Are you listening yeah. with what they're saying? Because you can't just be like, oh, well, you should do this. You should do that you, because they don't want to hear that because they're already hearing it from their Absolutely. physician. They need Absolutely. somebody to support them and yeah. do life with them. And it, they need that partnership. They need to know that I have a safe place where mm -hmm. I could just talk to somebody. And then the financial piece. I love how you're taking your background with financial mm -hmm. and you're bringing it over into the oncology side of things because sometimes whenever you are going through the thick of it you need that financial resource but you also need the support of a financial professional who could help yeah. you understand what some of the bills are help you understand what some of the coding is because sometimes mm -hmm. humans make mistakes things are coded incorrectly yeah. and you could overpay a bill that you had no idea you overpaid but mm -hmm. because someone put an M there for Mary instead of an N for Nancy. Yeah. And so that's important. And then maybe you need transportation to get mm -hmm. to your treatments, whether it's your radiation or your chemo or whatever. And sometimes when you ask the doctors that they don't know about that because that's not their lane of expertise. Yeah. And you may not have a social worker. You may not have a patient advocate. So you're doing the best that you can with the resources that you're given. And they're not mm -hmm. always going to tell you what's out there because yeah. it's a money game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. So <laughs> when you think about... Um, what you have done so far with the foundation, as well as the oncology spa, what are some of those type of feedbacks that you've been getting, Latia? 
So it's it's amazing because I get feedback from, I get emails actually, because one of the things I do is I put my information, when I go to the different hospitals, um, we give out chemo care packages to the different hospitals. So, so far we've been to like eight hospitals and I actually had a social worker reach out to me this week and ask well, actually Friday, reach out to me and said, oh, we, we ran out of boxes. Can you bring us more? So I was like, sure, we can bring more. And in the chemo care packages, we just, most of the things that I've used with my dad, like, you know, the um, queasy pop socks and doves and things like that, things to lubricate their lips and dry skin and things like that. We put it in the boxes and I put my information on the box as well, just so they need to get in contact with us and they'll have a way to reach us. And so I get emails from those, from the, you know, the patients or from the social workers or or whoever, I'll get emails and thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate the gift that you provided, or I have, I'll put like a scripture on there and this one, you know, a few of them will say, I love the scripture. Um, It's helping me and things like that. So it just brings me so much joy to be able to reach these people. Everybody may not respond, but if I could just reach one or two. Um, it just brings joy to my soul because I want to help people. I want to lift up their spirit. I want them to know that God is there for them, that they, you know, some, you know, they can get their help and they can get the support that they need. So it's, 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 it's fantastic. And prayerfully, you know, it can, you know, I'm looking to go global. Um, and so, I'm looking to help people all over the world because the need is not just in Maryland. That's where I'm from. Um, but it's, it's all over the world. Amazing. And have, uh, whenever you think about the global aspect, as well as, you know, the domestic aspect um, in Maryland, you're in the DMV area. Have you thought about partnering with some of the neighboring states and maybe creating a hub of people who are also doing something similar in the oncology space, but you kind of bring both of your ideas and mirror them or mesh them. So that way they could also be the hands and the feet on the ground in front of some of those um, physicians that you're not able to reach or some of the treatment centers? Yes. So actually, I um, I partnered with another um, foundation. She's, um, her dad has cancer. And so she started a foundation for cancer patients and she did something similar to what I'm doing. Um, one of the pieces that um, her foundation is providing is massages. She's sending her patients to that. And that's how we got connected because I opened up an oncology spa. So we got connected through there, but we're also looking to partner with other organizations and hospitals to, um, to, to, to do new things. Cause I'm, I'm looking to um, expand as well, not just, just um, having our um, own building and doing things like that. And so I am looking in for expansion and to connect with other, with hospitals um, and other organizations as well. That's amazing. And um, I definitely can't wait to see how that um, starts to form there. And now I want to kind of bring in the holistic piece because there's a lot of alternative medicines that end up working a little bit better than the traditional chemo or radiation or et cetera. So now there is, you know, the uh, medical cannabis. There's also um, chirotherapy. There's also acupuncture and some of the holistic practices that some of the naturopathic doctors like to recommend for cancer patients 
Have you thought about um, having any of those um, naturopathic physicians come into your organization to do maybe webinars or different trainings? So that way we're giving them the Western medicine, but we're also giving them an approach to alternative medicine that they could probably use in um, conjunction. I, I have, um, I am working on that, um, you know, doing webinars. So that's, that's coming soon, doing webinars for um, the oncology and just to educate them on other ways that they can, um, they don't have to use, you know, they can naturally, natural medicines or whatever they can use to, you know, help them feel better or help them heal. So, yes. Amazing. And when you think about the CP CPC Foundation and Oncology Spa from a holistic approach, what are some of the core values that you all um, focus on and how have those core values implemented the outreach that you have seen? Because sometimes people, they may not necessarily know you by the name, but they know you by the fruits. Like um, there's a example that someone says it's like check my fruit like you don't know me by like my name but you know me by the works that I'm doing within the community and then they're like oh that's actually that foundation but I never knew the name yeah. I think one of the one of the things that we do is um we for as far as the CPC foundation um what about one of the things we do is we try to go out into the community and we try to they might not know us by name, but they'll know us by our care packages. <laughs> they'll know <laughs> once they see that blue that blue care package, they know that it's coming from us. And and one of the things is that we do is we try to show the love, um, and we um, you know try to support them as much as we can. Um, and and we 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 want to make sure that we have we represent. Christ, right? So, and we do what he does, and that is to love, and that is to support our people and to and go out and to help them no matter what. Um, so that's one of the things that we we actually do in the foundation. Um, and then we try to get in the community as much as possible and just show our face and just do what we need to do to help and to support. I don't... Um, it's just, it, I want to make sure that we, again, represent him. That's just my, represent him in everything that we do and show that, and show the love and the support um, and to help um, empower the people, you know, let them know, like, we're here. You can live a good life, although that we're going through, although that you're going through this journey, whether you have it, the illness, or whether you are, um, and going through a journey with somebody that, you know, you can live a good life. It, it is not the end, you know what I'm saying? It, it doesn't have, to, it's not the end. Um, and as long as, you know, you keep that in mind that it's not the end. Because like you said before, what you go through is a testimony to somebody else. So that will help someone else. And a lot of times people don't understand that, you know, it's, they when you go through certain things that is you're helping someone else to be able to get through just like you did um so that's what we 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 try to and then we try to meet the expectations and exceed what the community need from us um and that's one of my things that i i want to people to understand is that 
um, we are here to support and do whatever needs to be done to make sure that they know we're here. <laughs> Absolutely. So I love that you are, you know, being led by your faith and your faith is one of the core pillars that yes. is a part of CPC Foundation and the Oncology Spa because it's like, I'm, I'm not just going to walk you know, walk it out, but I'm going to talk it. And my actions are going to align with, you know, my words. And you're trying to be the hands and feet of Jesus within your community while educating, you know, the community on what exactly, you know, they need to look at whenever it comes to oncology, because cancer, you know, it affects different people in different areas, like your father had pancreatic cancer. So I want to put in some educational piece really quick. So at what age should they start looking at getting tested for pancreatic cancer? Because it could be, you know, genetics. You There may be someone in your family lineage and they may not have told you that. So mm -hmm. just making sure that you do the preliminary screening to prevent something later on down the line. Um, do you have any um, information to share regarding that? So one of the things that I've learned is that they don't have a screening for pancreatic cancer, which is weird, but they don't have a screening for that. Um, because when we, you know, my family and I, we went through, you know, especially me, I went and, you know, when I went to the doctors and, you know, when you go through things like that, sometimes you just try to, you know, make sure that you don't get, you don't, you know, um, develop the, the cancer or you do everything you can in your power to make sure that you don't develop it or cause anything to, you know, bring it on. And so one of the, doc the doctors, one thing that the doctor told me was that it's not something that's genetic. Um, it's just, it comes um, and they're trying to, um, I guess, figure it out. So one of the plans in the future is to connect, do some research on my own um, and create a research team to see what we can do for those um, cancers that that doesn't have the screenings because a lot of them don't have screenings. It just, you just get it. So um, like breast cancer, you can go and you can get checked out every so often just to screen to see if you have it or um, you know any other colon cancer or things like that but certain cancers they don't do a screening for and so that's one of the things that I'm looking to do in the future is to create a research um, or do something in that field to see how we can create something like that a screening for those different um, cancers beautiful and thank you for sharing that because I had no idea that there was no screening for pancreatic yeah. cancer but you mean like with time there's research that has definitely been done because some people do end up donating donating their loved ones for research yeah. studies so out of those research studies what has been formulated by and are they giving out that information to the rest of the public so they could kind of know because I mean we're always you know coming up with new technology mm -hmm. there's always research and etc so I feel like there may be some information there not necessarily testing wise but maybe yeah. some um, clues or something that we could you know start to look into just to spread the awareness there so I'm interested yeah. to see what you find out as you begin to um continue this journey. And mm -hmm. as we begin to wind down, Latia, I want you to leave the audience with your call to action for this segment. 
So my call to action is if you, if you're looking for, um, you know, any type of support, if you're going through cancer or the journey with someone, um, one of the things you can reach out to the Curtis P. Crown Foundation, um, if you're looking for some support, whether you need someone to come and clean your house, any type of financial assistance, or if you're looking for any psychotherapy services, you can certainly give us, you know, give us a call. Um, you can look on our website at www.thecpcfoundation.org. Also, if you're looking, if you're, if you have cancer or if you're a caregiver or if you're a survivor, you can certainly, um, you know, look on our website at the Oncology Spa and we will, pro we will provide you with a uniquely designed massage or facial um, that will, you know, ex meet your expectations. So you can, again, the website is www.thecpcfoundation.org oncologyspawbycpc.com. Thank you for sharing both of those websites. I will make sure they're in the show notes. And for anyone that's interested in connecting on a social level and just following along the journey, are you on any social media platforms? I am. I am on Instagram at the CPC Foundation. I'm also on the Oncology Spa by CPC Instagram. I'm also on Facebook with um, the CPC Foundation on Facebook. And then it's, I am also on the Oncology Spa by CPC on Facebook. I mean, I'm sorry, on Instagram. And then if, if you want to follow me on my personal page, my personal page is MRZ underscore P-A-R-K-E-R underscore. And that is on Instagram. And then on Facebook, it's Lipsia Parker. <laughs> Thank you so much, Latia. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. And listeners and viewers, once again, Latia's contact information will be in the show notes so you can connect with her and continue to support. If what she said resonated with you, please consider making a monetary donation to her foundation so she could continue to fuel the mission and do some of the work that she's doing in the Maryland area and then soon to branch out um further on in dmv <laughs> as well as globally for those of you um make who have been following us on our journey i want to thank you so much for tuning in and just supporting us make sure you subscribe and share this segment we are on 40 plus platforms also connect with us on youtube at gems with genesis amaris kemp for all things video content and lastly but not least make sure you know that we are in the top 3% globally and we could not have done it without you. So we are actually looking for brand sponsors and ambassadors to continue to fuel the mission of GEMS podcast, which is to educate, inspire, and motivate while bridging the dots and connecting, while bridging the gap and connecting the dots between diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging because it takes all of us to make this world a better place. So you can find out more information to make monetary donations by going to genesisamariskemp.net. Until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day and learn more about cancer, whether it's pancreatic, leukemia, which is blood cancer, or any form of cancer that you are aware of. Challenge yourself to research and learn more about it. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe 
to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.